MJ and I have been to many, many, many concerts together over the years, starting in college. Mm -hmm. Uh, For whatever her reason, I'll let her explain. She would (laughs) not go see Bruce with me until 2016. Um, So that was the first time that she saw him. And uh, other than the Broadway show, that was the last time I saw him. and welcome to a new episode of Set Lessing Bruce, your podcast all about Bruce Springsteen, his music, and mostly his fans. I am your host, Jesse Jackson, and today we have another in our series of Friendship Month episodes. That's right. Uh, People that are separated by cities, counties, countries, (laughs) states uh, that have a bond through Bruce's friendship are joining me, and today we have uh, MJ and Marina. Macrina, how do I say? Macrina. 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 Okay, great. Yes. So, uh, welcome to the show, guys. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks for having us. No, yeah. I'm excited to hear your story. So, uh, so. And I'm, I'm going to just, I, I am from Louisiana, so my tongue is tied. So I'm going to, you're going to keep correcting me and I'm going to get it right. But let's start with you, Magrina. Tell us a little about yourself. Okay. All right. Uh, I am a retired uh, university administrator. I live in Ogdensburg, New York, which is at the tiny northern tip of New York State on the St. Lawrence River. I can see Canada from my bedroom. Uh, <laughs> How fun. And I met. Yeah, sometimes it is. <laughs> yeah. um, haven't been able to go there in a long time. Doesn't look yes. like we're going to be able to go there for some time to come, but we'll get there eventually. Yes. Um, yeah. I've seen Bruce in Canada many times. That's the closest place, actually, mm-hmm. when he's touring. Canada is actually closer for me than any place. Okay. Um, uh, I met MJ when I was, when we were both in high school. Um, but when we went to college at Nazareth College in Rochester, New York, we wound up on the same floor as first year students. Um, and that's when we really got to be friends. Oh, how fun. And we've been friends ever since. We've been friends ever since, close friends. And I won't say necessarily how many years ago that was, <laughs> but um, Born to Run was a new album. <laughs> uh, very nice nice all right so, yes you can do the math yes we can though <laughs> my listeners often tell me you we promised there would be no math on this podcast yeah well uh, yeah i'm not sticking to that so you yeah. can do that math yeah, yeah. It, it, and uh so mj uh, tell us I, a little about yourself oh i'm sorry yes, go, ahead. go ahead no no oh i was just gonna say that um i uh, have been a massive Bruce fan since 1984 when I first saw him. Um, MJ and I have been to many, many, many concerts together over the years, starting in college. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, for whatever her reason, I'll let her explain, she would <laughs> not go see Bruce with me 
until 2016. Um, oh, so that was funny. that that was the first time that she saw him. And other than the Broadway show, that was the last time I saw him. Um, so we can talk about that experience. But anyway, that's that's that part of the story. Oh, very nice. So MJ, <laughs> tell us a little about yourself. Um, yeah, so I live I currently live in Delaware. So quite a ways away from um, the Karina and in my you know home state of New York um, now. But um, yeah, we met in like high school through a mutual friend of ours. Um, I was actually born in the same town that Macrina lives in now and our family moved about 30 miles away. But our my parents and um, uh, several families in Ogdensburg remained friends over the years. And I met Macrina through one of our mutual friends. And yeah, we did become uh, kind of blood sisters in college, united partly in our mutual hate for our, our RA on the floor who used to play <laughs> Born to Run at pain level. And we're like, I like that music, but I can't stand her. And she would just blast this album like on repeat. And so that was my first like searing memory of Bruce because it was associated with this, you know, this seminal year of freshman year in college and all the things that you go through. And we didn't like her and she kept blasting this music out of her room. So. So, so I love that, that uh, this idea, even though you may have liked the music, it is a, uh, a an actual tactile reminder of yeah. this horrible person. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, you know, of course, I would go, she can't be all bad if she liked to born to run, but I wasn't well, there right. under her. Right. <laughs> so right. Yeah, well, there was also, there were a couple of other albums that she would play at pain level too. Yes. Um, I recall. Yeah. I mean, I definitely recall Frampton comes alive. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Constantly, yeah. almost constantly. And there might've been, there might've been one or two others uh, that, you know, so it wasn't just Bruce. So, uh, but yeah, it was yeah. bad. So <laughs> I graduated high school in 1977. So uh, I am, you know, I, I am of your vintage, shall we say. And, <laughs> you uh, and, and I remember, um, you know, everyone bought Frampton Comes Alive, right? Yep. And, and that, like they say in Wayne's world, it was issued to you if you were in the suburbs. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and I can, and I can only imagine when you're trying to study or talk mm -hmm. or just talk. visit, hearing that long voice box where him doing, do you feel <laughs> the <laughs> things <laughs> again? <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> shut up <laughs> do you feel what i feel oh, yes. It, yes i am <laughs> oh that's wonderful i now will anytime i hear frampton comes alive i will think of this i will think of of you right. too, you know macarena i later macarena. met peter frampton one oh, time you did i mean yeah, I did. I met Peter Frampton one time. Um, I don't know if you recall, Jesse, but I talked to you about my working with Clint Black. Yes. When I did absolutely. your podcast. Um, one time when I was in Nashville, we went to a warehouse where uh, Clint stored a lot of uh, like the set pieces and things that he needed for uh, his various tours. And we went there to pick up some stuff and we heard this incredible uh 
guitar music being played, there was a recording studio at the warehouse. Mm -hmm. And so we were in and out of the warehouse a few times and this guy was standing outside smoking. And I asked him, I said, you know, who's that guy? It's uh, whoever's playing the guitar. sounds fantastic. And he said, oh, he was kidding around. He said, oh, I don't know, some British guy. Eh, It's pretty good, I guess. (laughs) And we sort of laughed and we kept going in and out. And the next time that we went out, oh, there's the British guy, Peter Frampton, standing there. (laughs) That's who was recording that day. (laughs) So, yes, we had a little chat. It was quite nice. Did you share with him that the I did not. No, no, I did. I did not tell him that I, I, you know, had 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 that experience no i thought it was better he didn't know i I, you are a better person than i because i don't know if i could have resisted sharing that story um so uh you know this has nothing to do with bruce or but i do one of my favorite moments in the tv series madam secretary is uh and I don't know if either one of you watched the show, yeah, I did, but yeah. there is a, a scene where it's the, the main character and her husband's wedding anniversary and their daughter is trying to plan a party. And, uh, and Tia Leone keeps talking about her character that their song was um, Peter Frampton's, you know, um, and, and she keeps talking about um, she loves Peter Frampton, Peter Frampton. At the very end of the episode, Peter Frampton shows up to sing to her, and <laughs> it was just such a great moment that I was like, that's "Oh, great. how funny!" Yeah, so uh, that's, that's pretty great. funny. I like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, just some British guy. That yeah, he's decent. He's okay. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Yeah, he was okay. Yeah, yeah. it's all right. I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's very, that's great. Oh, yeah, that's funny. It uh, that that's that's really good. That's really good. Well. Um, so let's just get right to it. So MJ, why the reason, is it the pain of the RA is the reason why you <laughs> never went to a Springsteen show with her? Was it just too painful? No. So it wasn't a conscious decision to avoid seeing Bruce at all. I always liked his music and, um, you know, followed him. And, and as he rose to, you know, incredible heights of popular music fame and, and, you know, rock God status, with the general population, um, you know, I enjoyed that as much as anybody. Um, I think just because uh, I was living in a different place than McCreen, you know, we didn't live close together and trying to um, just sort out my work requirements and travel and all that kind of thing. And when concerts were coming up, um, I just was, I guess there was always something that was in the way of kind of making things come together. And um, so like Macrina and I went to a lot of concerts together. She was saying like my first, I think it was yours too, Doyle. First concert was um, Jimmy Buffett and the Eagles in Rochester. That was my first big concert for sure. You know, now you think that was great. great. You'll appreciate this. Well, you'll appreciate this, Jesse. It was 77. It was Hotel California. Sure. Okay. And this is the part I always tell people this. So this guy comes out, you know, and everybody's like, yeah, who's this Mo (laughs) that's out there singing, you know, and it was just a guy with a guitar pretty much, Mm -hmm. you know, and he's singing and no, that's kind of a good song. Yeah. I don't mind that. Yeah. That's pretty good. Then he sang, come monday 
Yes. And we were, they were like, like, oh, that's that it. guy. Oh, yeah. the Tom Monday guy. Oh, right. Okay. All right. And then he said, I have an album coming out next week. And this is the first single off it. And I believe it was the last time in recorded history that there were 30,000 people together in a room who had never heard the song Margaritaville. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. So we all know that was the first time we heard it. And it was like, oh my God, what a great song. So now, you know, (laughs) I I mean, everybody knows that song. Literally everyone knows that song. Mm -hmm. So that, yeah, so that was pretty interesting. Um, But I actually, I've been, uh, uh, this is... There's probably not very much overlap between Bruce fans and Jimmy Buffett fans, <laughs> but yeah. I've been a Jimmy Buffett fan uh, all this time too. I still uh, really like a lot of his music, not all of it, but a lot of it. And I've seen him a couple of other times too. Um, so yeah, but yeah. the Eagles. And yeah. I know that you were going to go see the Eagles last year, right? I was, and I'm I'm um, yeah. sad. I also, I've never seen Jimmy, even though he comes every summer yeah. to Dallas. I just never yeah. have taken oh, the yeah. time. Um, Coconut Telegraph is one of my favorite CDs. I just it's love. It's a fantastic record, isn't it? It, it, is. it really is. That's. I really like his early stuff. I haven't liked much of the mm. newer stuff that he's done. He's done some that I liked. Actually, I just saw this little anecdote online yesterday mm-hmm. that he was off on a boat somewhere in 77 and called his record label in LA to ask if he still had a job because his records had not been doing well. And they said, yes, you still have a job. And um, the album Changes in Latitudes, Changes in Attitudes was coming out. And he thought that was the first single and they informed him, no, we're gonna do another single instead. And he was angry. And then they informed him, well, you can be angry, but the single is already at 29 and climbing. <laughs> we was like, okay, <laughs> all right, then I guess that's okay. The single, of course, was Margaritaville. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. hilarious. So, you know, like, you know, maybe once in a while, trust somebody else's judgment. <laughs> yeah, maybe, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes the suits do know what they're doing, right? That it is, once that in a while. Every once every while. Yeah. Um, I know one of the things that stick to is it was on 60 Minutes or something where um, Jimmy Buffett talked about making pancakes for his kids. And he said he had seen an interview that Springsteen had made pancakes for his kids. Mm-hmm. And he said, mm-hmm. you know, that's right. what we're just, we're dads making pink, you know, at home, yeah. we're just the guy who makes pancakes. We aren't rock stars. Right. You know? Right. Right. Uh, so. Well, and that was uh, one of the things that I bonded with Clint Black over, actually. Yeah. Uh, he's a huge Jimmy Buffett fan. Huge. Okay. And um, at one point, uh, Jimmy's longtime harmonica player, left the band and he was about to go on tour and they were panicking Mm -hmm. and Jimmy's wife actually got on Clint's website that I was running at the time. Yeah. And she figured out that Clint had a lot of, they had written a song together and Matt and, you know, uh, she figured out that a lot of the dates that Jimmy was doing, Clint was free. Okay. So he called him and asked him, would you join us 
when you can this summer uh, to play harmonica and, you know, be in the band. You can do your songs too. I think it'd be great for the two audiences. And so he did, he got to go on tour with Jimmy one summer. And I went to one of those shows. It was, you know, it, for me, that was just fabulous. Oh, I bet. it was That's really, great. really fun. Yeah. So that was one of the things that, that Clint and I really bonded over was our shared appreciation of some of Jimmy's music. Very nice. <laughs> so that's a great show. So anyway, um, do you have memories of other shows you guys have gone together, MJ? Um, it's hard to kind of recall specific ones because we went to so many. I bet. <laughs> but, yeah. um, so Bonnie Raitt was great. Um, we've gone to the Neville Brothers quite a few times together because we both really love the Neville Brothers. One of um, my... One of my highlights when I talk about live shows is uh, the Neville Brothers opened, Linda Ronstadt then played, and Aaron came and, you know, this was during that era. That was an absolutely great show. Oh, Uh, that would have been fabulous. Yeah. Yeah. Fabulous. Because I love the Neville Brothers, too. Yeah, yeah, we saw the Neville Brothers many times. I told you, Jesse, that we, that I've been to Jazz Fest. MJ and I went to Jazz Fest a couple of times. We we didn't see the Neville Brothers at Jazz Fest. We saw them in a concert at at night yeah. um, with uh, Los yeah, Lobos who, opening. Who, um, who opened Macrina? Los Lobos. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah. When we saw Bonnie yeah. Raitt, Chris Isaac opened yeah that was fabulous i love chris isaac um we saw clint many times together before i started working for him we saw some other country music concerts i know we saw dwight yokum a bunch of times yeah um we saw alan jackson a few times i think yeah yeah we did see alan jackson um i'm trying to think we might have oh we went to a couple like country festivals sort of where we saw a whole bunch of people so i remember that we saw like Mary Chapin um, Carpenter, Mary Chapin Carpenter and Clint was in that, um, that one day. And, and Clint and, yeah. and again, Dwight Yoakam. We saw like, I think like Patty Loveless, Tanya Tucker, maybe wow. Trisha Yearwood, a whole, you know, there were these like two day long festival kinds yeah. of things that we so, went to. Yeah. So I asked this with all love in my heart. Um, and this is better than you. So my wife, as I talked about, has done an Ironman, um, her sister and a couple of friends like every time they get together it is normally around a a race or a bike rally and i joke about do you guys ever get together just to have dinner like you know why is there always got to be a bike race or you know uh, you know a 10k or something um do you guys get together just some to share a break a meal together is it always over concerts no, we we actually have done probably the most regular get-togethers we've had is um, our core group from college have gotten together. We did like an every two year get-together in the 90s. And then as kids became old sure. enough that, that all that stuff interfered. So I'm yes. like, I don't have kids. Macrina doesn't have kids, but a bunch of the other other friends do. Yeah, And so that kind of went on a quiet phase. And then we rekindled that a few years ago and um so it was roughly every two years we knew for sure everybody would see each other and we'd spend a weekend together so that would be fun 
Oh, that's then, nice. Um, yeah, then we would we get together for in the last, you know, three four years um, for concerts. You know, for the Bruce, especially for Bruce, and um, so so I'll get back to the reason why I started. Yes, please going to see Bruce because that was kind of the beginning of your question, Jesse. Prince died. Okay. In 2016, and I called Macrina and I said. Okay, next time Bruce is playing, I have to go see him because I'm afraid. I always wanted to see Prince and I missed him. And I said, I have got to go see Bruce. So get on it. So she found, you know, a city where he was going to be uh, playing. And it happened to be Philadelphia, which is about 20 miles up the road from our house. Yeah. And um, so it was uh, September 6, 19 or 2016. And um, we it was about a million degrees out it was at the um the baseball stadium in philly yeah so macrina flew in i picked her up we went and had a nice italian dinner in south south philly and uh our waitress said hey you know you can leave your car here and just walk over to the, the stadium from here people do that all the time so we said oh great okay we'll do that so we did we walked over and um you know, saw all the Bruce fans coming in and uh, it turned out even that my CPA was there with her husband and I didn't know it. I know, oh, you know, we funny. never would talk about music. And afterwards I said, oh, the concert was great. She's like, we were there. So we were comparing notes about that. But um, it turned out to be um, physically very tiring for me because it was so damn long. <laughs> <laughs> yes and it turned out to be like i think it was he started a little bit after eight and it, it was like 11 at night you know we could see the big clock behind the uh the stage and i turned to mccrane and i said is this like about you know wrapping up she goes nope and it was another hour and it turned out to be the longest concert he performed in the in the u.s ever so i've got to share the story um, coming up the next couple of weeks, or no, it was, it, I had already had the show, right, where we had a lady who was a teacher, and she talked about her student went to that show that night, for it was his first show, and she said afterwards, they're not all this long, okay, you got something <laughs> right. pretty special, but it, yes, it is, uh, that, that is so funny, you know, I have some of those same regrets, I didn't see Tom Petty when he came here, well, I just shared I had to see Jimmy Buffett. So uh, that was one of the reasons why I was going to go see the Eagles. Um, I was yeah. going to see the Monkees. Um, you know, they were touring. Lily Hyatt, who's yeah. a, the daughter of John Hyatt. You know, I told Linda, I said, you know, um, I can't just save my money to go see Bruce because we don't know when he's going to tour. And there's these other musicians that we've never had a chance to see and then I want to do it before they're gone, right? Uh, right. So, mm -hmm. um, right. I and, just remembered one time when MJ and I saw Clint in Philadelphia, we were lucky enough. Uh, Merle Haggard. Merle opened. Haggard open. So we <laughs> got to see Merle yeah. Haggard. Yeah. You know, so I was really, you know, because he was fantastic. Yeah. And, you know, when he passed, I felt so grateful that I had that opportunity. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I have shared my, um, my dad was a huge uh, Merle Haggard fan. And in a lot of ways, I felt like 
I lost my father again when I mm, heard that uh-huh. Mel Herger died. Yeah, mm-hmm. that yeah, that would be really nice. Um, you know, it's kind of um, we we've talked a lot about it, but you know, I'll see you in my dreams uh, from Letter yeah. to You really is about that experience, you know, mm-hmm. and yeah. and I've shared that I've never I've I've quoted uh, Land of Hope and Dreams at a couple of funerals. And I never thought I'd want another song, but um, I'll see you in my dreams is pretty close to something mm-hmm. that's really beautiful about those we've that have passed on mm-hmm. that we remember always. It yeah. really is. And, you know, I had a close friend uh, who died in the World Trade Center on September 11th. Mm. So, uh, you know, it's, it's just... Uh, some of those songs and, and Terry's song also yes. is another one that really makes me think about the people that we've lost and how well Bruce articulates that. And um, it's so, it, it is so strange because you, you literally do see those people in your dreams. You yes. literally do. Mm-hmm. And I guess I never thought that much about it before, but that song does just you know encapsulate that experience so well and it's it's a great comfort when you lose somebody to say well I'll see you in 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 my dreams yes Mm -hmm. it's extremely comforting because you literally will yeah and uh yeah uh his ability to uh take those universal feelings and um just sort of drill down on them so that you know we it's something that we all feel and to do it with different tempo in ghosts <clears throat> you yes. know yeah come in my dreams yeah. and i rejoice you know that yeah. same same yeah. idea yeah but it's a exactly. hard yeah. rocking song you know yeah yeah I, uh... i've talked with I've, I've had the opportunity to talk with you know successful songwriters about songwriting and you know some of them I've read before that rock music is about experiences, but, but country music is about the details. Okay, yes. So like rock, rock and roll is I picked up my girl and we went out dancing where country music is. I got in my red Ford pickup, drove to Ernie's ice house, picked up my girl, Sally, and we listened to, you know, the farmhouse five or something that, yeah. that and, the, and whether or not that's true. One of the things that, that a songwriter said to me one time is that he had found that the more detailed he made the song, somehow the more universal people felt it was. Mm-hmm. And I think about that a lot with Bruce. Cause with I mean, Bruce, obviously yeah. writing about his personal experiences but there are things that we've all experienced too, no matter how detailed he gets about it. It, yeah. it really is. And, um, you know, I, I love the Ken Burns country music documentary and, you know, and the, the cliche, right. Three chords and the truth. Um, right. And I, I feel like um, part of the, the genius of, of great, 
musicians is the truth. And and I've shared this a couple of times, you know, Jason Isbell's new album has a song, it gets easier, you know, um, mm. and it's specifically about his fight with addiction. But in mm-hmm. my mind, I think all of us are, we all have things we're struggling with, you know, um, you know, it gets easier, but it's never easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, you know, and that, that universal truth is there and shares. Um, did now MJ, were you able to go to Broadway? Oh yeah. I'm the Broadway friend. Okay. To talk to you about. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We went twice. We went twice. You know, as the way the lottery thing sort of worked is that, you know, uh, it, it was basically a lottery to get the tickets. Sure. So Mary Jo and I made we made a pact. You know, yes. if she got in, then I would get the other ticket. If I got in, she would get the other ticket. So the way that it worked, uh, the, she got yeah, we, in. We, yeah, we waited for you know, are we going to get in or not? And here's me never having bought a ticket on Ticket, you know, Master or any of those services to see Bruce. Yeah. Macrina's bought you know a billion of them. And I figured that's going to be some kind of algorithm factor that if somebody's, you know, been a, a you know, proven Bruce, a, you know, right. concert goer, they would get preference. No, I get the code and the thing that doesn't. <laughs> and so I, I'm like, oh my God, I got this. So I called her up and I said, oh my God, I got the code. And she's like, oh my God, oh my God. So we were just very nervously online together, you know, trying to pick our seats and we, we got the best ones we could. And we had decided ahead of time, you know, budget's not an issue because it would be a one once in a lifetime experience. Sure. Absolutely. And so we, we got, I think row four and uh, in January of 2018 and so we were just dying of excitement and you know dying and then and then the show got extended yeah after that and then i got in the next time and then macrina got the code next time yeah yep so So. i got the code the next time so we went again in 2018 in right at the end of may beginning of june i think we saw i think we saw bruce on may 31st uh Yeah, 2018 like so yeah so we got to go twice and that that time it was we were the when mary joe got the tickets it was like yeah third or fourth row over on the side so we were right in front of the piano, the piano. bench mm-hmm. okay nice and then when i got the tickets we got second row center yeah. so we were right in front of wow. the mic stand. <laughs> nice oh, boy yeah it was pretty sweet yeah yeah yeah, that's that's great. That's that's really good. Um, I think it's wonderful that you guys have stayed friends for this long and stayed connected this long. And it's it's very clear listening to you talk this 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 lovely friendship that you guys have. And, you know, one of my favorite things about when you have real friends, you know, I have a couple that I have not seen maybe in two years but if we end up getting in a room together, it's like we just saw each other last week. There is no awkwardness. There is, there's just, you may be telling a lot of stories and catching up, but there is that togetherness and casualness. And I think that's just really wonderful to see. Thanks, Jesse. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, thank you know, you. In, addition, in addition to concerts, we were smart enough to have, go on a fantastic trip to Italy in 2019 just before the floods happened in venice and just before covid hit oh tell me about that 
Yeah, so Macarena and I and um, our other good friend, who was my last roommate in college, Sarah, the three of us at the end of our last group gathering kind of had a side discussion like, we're getting, Macarena said, Sarah and I want to go to Italy. Do you want to come? And I'm like, yes. <laughs> so <laughs> we're like, all right. So we extended it to Sarah's husband, who we really like. And we, because it would make an even four and make mm-hmm. it easier for hotel rooms and all that kind of thing. So um, we had a, a Northern Italy guided tour with a group oh. of 16 people. And it was fantastic. We, we just had to kind of pack our bag and be at the bus at a certain time. And yeah, they took us wherever and led us and educated us and gave us great food and beautiful sights and all these different parts of Northern Italy. And um, it's it seems like a million years ago, doesn't it now, Macarena? I mean, yes, it it really gosh. does. But it was a little over a it year really ago. But it seems like a long time ago with all all the changes since then. So, so yeah, yeah. You know, MJ and, and Macarena. What's funny is I I had a, a an episode that will now have been out, but I had four friends, you know, talking and. Uh, two of them had been at light of day at the beginning of 20, right? Whenever mm-hmm. I'm, I'm drawing a blank now, but it was like January or February yeah. of 2020, right? Yeah. They were there at light of day together and they mentioned little did we know, right? Right. And uh, I talked about on February 12th, uh, my son had turned 31 on February 10th. And so to celebrate, we had bought dallas maverick tickets and we had gone to the sporting event here in dallas you know and it's february 12th and we're you know there's a arena filled with people and we're laughing and joking and mm-hmm. and uh we had no idea right so you guys are in northern right. italy talking about oh we should yeah. do this again where are we going to go next yeah yeah, yeah. no thought of what was coming yeah none no I mean, it the was, worst it, the worst it, was like um, we got home in the end of October, and I think it was early mid November. Uh, these terrible floods hit Venice, and we had finished our. It trip was literally in it was literally three weeks after wow. we were there. It was three exact weeks, and I'm watching on the news the the exact spots where we had stood. Yeah, you know, six feet underwater. Boots. Yeah. Oh yeah. no. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, and then. Of course, it was just a matter of months after that. And of course, Italy was one of the first places very, yeah. very, very hard hit. Mm. So we're, you know, looking at all of these, you know, statistics of how many people had died. And and we couldn't help wondering about um, the, the woman who was our tour guide. Yeah. And, you Absolutely. know, wondering, she was probably out of a job and wondering about her family and all of those things. It was really, yeah, little did we know is. And like is we saw busload after busload after busload in the different locations we were of Chinese tourists. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, when we heard Italy was hit in Northern Italy and I said to Macrina, uh, I bet you it's this huge number of Chinese tourists coming into that part of Italy that, yeah. you know, brought the virus and nobody knew it even existed at the point, you know, at that point. So gosh. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. you know, who would have predicted any of this stuff? No, we wouldn't have. Um, how are you guys doing during COVID? 
I'm doing I'm doing okay. fine. So I'm still I'm semi-retired. So okay. I have a um, healthcare uh, market research business, and okay. um, so it's just me now. My other partners have retired or, or gone on to something else, and so I'm, I do. I continue to do work that I feel like doing, you know, with clients that I like to work mm -hmm. with. And I've been working from my home office for a couple of years already, so it doesn't feel that different to me to be kind of okay. doing my project work. But you know, we don't go anywhere, so. My, uh, so my husband is, um, he travels for his, his work, but not too much. And, you know, it's just him and me and we're kind of, you know, just doing what we're supposed to do to try to avoid getting, you know, getting this horrible virus, but yeah. it's really, it's strange. It definitely is strange. That's for A sure. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Go ahead. McCree. Oh, it, it, it in some ways it, it isn't that uh, different for me because I'm retired. So I, you know, I'm, I wasn't going to work or anything like mm -hmm. that, but um, missing travel and missing the worst thing I've read several things that say that some of the best things about uh, going on a trip is the planning and the anticipation Right. That that's a, a part of what makes it enjoyable. And that's been really hard. Not only that we can't go anywhere, but we can't even plan. Yeah. You can't even make any plans to go anywhere because you have no idea when you'll be able to do that. So, well, we had, plan we had planned tough. to go see um, James Taylor and Bonnie Raitt in Ottawa. Canada nice. in April last year. So we had our tickets. McCrina said, do you want to go? I'm like, yeah, that sounds great. I'll come up, you know, come up to my old stomping grounds and we'll go to the concert. And um, I think in mid-February, I said, that concert's not going to happen. You know, we're there. I bet they're going to just cancel it or something. So right now I think it's for September of this year. They, re uh -huh. they rescheduled that. Yeah, it was right? postponed to, it was postponed to September of twenty. 20 yeah. and then postponed to September of 2021. Yeah. Um, same with a uh, concert in Nashville that I was planning to go to, to see Clint. Yeah. Um, exactly the same schedule got postponed twice and is now supposed to happen in September of 2021, but who knows whether mm -hmm. it will or not. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is this the longest it's been with you guys not seeing each other in person? Probably not really. No. Probably not. Okay. No. So this is no. y'all's one of those friendships. It may go for a while and then you guys will go through and see some stuff together. So, okay. Yeah. We, we email each other pretty much every day. Yeah. You know, just chit chat on online all the time. And, you know, so mm -hmm. I feel, I feel connected to Macrina really, you know, pretty much every, every day, every couple of days we're doing some kind of, some kind of exchange. Yeah. I can tell yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. We email or text pretty much every day. So it feels like we talk every day, whether yeah. we actually pick up the phone and talk, you know, which we do rarely for some reason, but yeah. Uh, yeah. And often good. I'll send her, so I'll, I'll even see, for example, that she's already liked something on Instagram or, you know, on Twitter and I'll still yeah. send it to her with a comment about Bruce or Absolutely. you know other people that we like <laughs> yes yeah 
Uh, <laughs> did you both get to see Bruce do Land of Hope and Dreams? For oh, the yes. Inaugural? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. That was oh, awesome. Yes, indeed. They had that such was great really... visuals for that, too, with the Lincoln Memorial. That was awesome. Yeah. The uh, I just finished talking to Ian Braisby. Uh, uh, from the UK, and he says, I could have swore I saw Lincoln's foot tapping. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah. I love that. I love yeah. that. I that song too. just seems so perfect for the times that we're in. I That day, I had gone to the gym, and I listened to it while I was exercising, and then um, I didn't hear... I didn't, I wasn't able to listen to all of Bruce's radio show that day, uh, but I heard part of it and uh, he was going on a bit of a little diatribe about uh, things as they are. And, uh, and then right after that, he said, and here's land of hope and dreams. And I thought, you know, obviously that's just so perfect, perfect for these times. And then you know, when that started off the show that night, I just thought there couldn't have been a better choice. It really was so perfect. And of course, you know, on my Twitter account, I tweet out a few lines of of Bruce every day. And I had chosen some lines from Land of Hope and Dreams that day, mm-hmm. that morning, um, because it just seemed so fitting. So and, it's... Uh, it's weird. It was great. It's weird because I didn't, I knew I was excited. He was performing because when they first announced, you know, it was like Demi Lovato, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And no Bruce. And I said to Macrina, is Bruce going to join? Do you think? And she's like, well, let's see. So then the next day they announced he was going to be added. And um, that day I thought, I bet you Bruce is going to do land of hope and dreams tonight. Yeah. And I hadn't followed anything on, you know, I didn't see any like snippets of anything about he's going to be, perform- it just, it was like, I bet that's his song. That's, that would be the song for him to do. And, and it was. So what was funny to me is um, Land of Hope and Dreams is my favorite Springsteen song followed by Better Days. And so when they go, here's Justin Timberlake and Aunt Clemens performing Better Days. I went, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> and then, of course, it wasn't Springsteen's wasn't Better Days. One, no, it wasn't. <laughs> but just for half a second, I went, yeah. what? Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, that's great. Yeah. yeah, actually, another friend had uh, emailed me during the day and said, actually, it was right before the show started. And she said, uh, any any intelligence on what Bruce is going to sing tonight? And I said, nope, no idea. I have no idea. I guess we'll see in a couple of minutes. And then the show started and, you know, I said, well, there's your answer. You know, yeah. and she was like, yeah, great choice. And then of course, then I got about, I don't know, five or six uh, messages from people saying, this made me feel great. Uh, people saying, oh, as soon as I saw him, I thought of you, Macrina. Yes. <laughs> yes. I like that. That when people see Bruce, they think of me. That they associate the two of us. Isn't that lovely? I like that. <laughs> Absolutely, I, I do. I, I think that's great. Um, so what? What have I not asked you? Especially you, MJ, because this is your first time joining me. But you too, uh, Magrina, that I should have asked about y'all's friendship. Um. 
I I think you've kind of hit on all the the main components. Okay. I think you know, like um, I, as I as I've kind of immersed myself in learning more about some of the less well known work that Bruce has done enjoyably over the past few years. Um, it's and reading his you know autobiography and kind of seeing the the cycles of his life and his ups and downs or his like more productive and less productive periods, etc. Um, it, in a way, it kind of echoes our friendship, I think, Macrina, because we, you know, we spent so much time together in college for the years, those years, and after, and right after, and then um, I moved away from the North Country to New York City for a while, and then to Delaware, so just the physical distance was, you know, a factor, and, and we weren't uh, in touch quite as much. Um, then I got married, got busier with my work and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, life just sort of comes in and we had, we had sort of a lull where not where we weren't in touch, but it wasn't that same, you know, level of, of, uh, frequent connection. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, um, Bruce was a great excuse for us to re, you know, re up at that, sure. at that higher volume of, of connection. And it's really been great. It's really been a lot of fun and it's been really meaningful to me. I think it has been to Macrina too, but I, I won't speak for her. She might be sick of me. I don't know. <laughs> I woke her up the other night by mistake because I sent her a text message. So I had to, I had to feel bad about that. <laughs> no, 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 I'm not sick of you, MJ. Uh, I think, um, I think everything that you say is right. Uh, it's been enjoyable for me. Uh, Jesse, I told you about the other friend of mine, who took me to my first concert and we're still friends. Oh, one thing yeah. I want, I did want to say about that is it is great that we're still friends for this long, but I think part of growing up in a small town um, kind of fosters yes. that, that possibility because I have, I know people who have, who grew up in more urban areas who have, who, don't have long standing friendships. Yes. Whereas I have, I am still friends with people that I met in kindergarten. Oh, that's lovely. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. And you know, one of them that I, that I went to kindergarten with, you know, her, her dad passed away probably about 10 years ago. And I was, I was at his funeral and I was speaking to, to somebody else there. And she said, it just, completely blows my mind that you've known her that long because there's nobody in my life that I've known that long and I never had really thought about that before yeah but I have thought about it since and I I do think there's something about growing up in a small town a small uh, area that that forms those connections um so I just wanted to add that but uh the other thing that I was going to say is the friend who who brought me to that first concert and then you know it just obviously had such a huge effect on me. And she said one time, and then it became your life's work. And I laughed and she said, I'm not, I'm not really kidding about that. And I don't mean it in a, in any kind of joking way. It has been your life's work, Macrina, to study Bruce Springsteen and his work and what there's, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. That's, that's been a great way 
you know, for you to spend your life. And I think that's true. And I've come to sort of accept that, that, that in many ways, it has been my life's work to do the reading and to do the studying and the listening and to put things together and figure out what meaning things have and things like that. So, okay. And now that MJ went to that concert with me and sort of caught that bug. It's been very enjoyable for me to share that level of interest with her and have her ask me, well, what about like, I never, like maybe she will hear a song on the radio that she hasn't heard before. And she'll say, wow, I just heard this song. I never heard that one. What was, you know, that it just struck me in this way, or I liked this part about it, or that lyric really hit me. And then to have somebody to discuss those things with somebody that's a close friend that you can have those kinds of discussions with, it's been extremely enjoyable for me to have somebody to share that with. And it's really fun because, you know, I'll hear, so I'm, you know, still with certain songs, I'll be like still in discovery mode, for example, some of the the less well-known songs. And I'll say, oh my God, why did he say these words in this song? Or why do you think he did this? Or, um, you know, in some of his television appearances over the past, you know, COVID period, like, did you notice the bracelet that he had on was there, you know, that's kind of stuff. So it's like those kind of funny details and we'll just, we'll just riff back and forth with each other. It's a really fun, it's really fun. That's really beautiful. It's sort of like a hobby for me. It's more of Macrina's life work, but it's a hobby for me, you You know, know, to kind of study all these, these things with Bruce, but it's, it's really fun. When, um, by far, um, you know, I think the, if you're a parent in a lot of ways, your legacy will always be your child and your family. But um, I do think that I've been blessed kind of following on your discussion, um, doing this for going now, I'm starting my sixth year of podcast and where I'm talking to Springsteen fans and that, um, you know, I feel like in a lot of ways, um, that's not a bad legacy. You know, if, if, if people go that, you know, Hey, Jesse brought all of us fans together and let them share their story. So I totally agree. And that's a beautiful way. Um, Mm -hmm. I, this has been so much fun, but MJ, uh, I don't know if, um, Mark warned you, but you got to answer the Mary question. So, <laughs> so, okay, go for it. <laughs> all right. So um, I end every episode with this. And so if, since you have not been on the show, um, Jay Armstrong is an honors English teacher. He just recently retired, but um, he, he's in the, he was in the, he is in the Philadelphia area. And every year his honors English class would break apart Thunder Road as a poem. They would look at all the lyrics, they would discuss the imagery and the themes that Bruce is exploring. They would often compare it to Robert Robert Frost's poems. And at the end of the two days, he looks at his class and he says, okay, does Mary get in the car at the end of Thunder Road? So MJ, what do you think? Oh, yeah. (laughs) No question. (laughs) Okay. Very nice. I love the positivity. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does anybody ever say no? Like, seriously? Yes. About 40% <laughs> of the people I ask say no. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. They and, don't know Mary very well, apparently. Well, I don't. <laughs> 40%, just out of curiosity, are what's the percentage of those 40% who are men? Yeah. Um, so probably... I would say maybe, and, and I haven't done a scientific, maybe 60% of the 40% are men. Hmm. Uh, we get a fair amount of, um, you know, she insulted him. Uh, he insulted her. You're, hey, you're not a beauty. You're all right. No, I'm not getting that car. Oh, I, oh what? what? Oh, no, you're insane. No. <laughs> Those people are insane. Every woman, crazy. every woman loves that line yeah every woman that i know loves that line it's one of the things that makes bruce completely endearing yeah to women is is to say you ain't a beauty but hey you're all right i you know oh wow i don't understand those people at all yeah uh the uh a lot of people (laughs) talk about that um she's afraid to take a risk okay, well that i would that yeah and that would that, that would yeah. make sense yeah yes but not the uh, beauty part yes uh so um i have many favorite stories but uh i i gotta remember who did this because i talk about this in almost every episode um a one guest said that it depends if it's the full e street band with the uh, majestic ending she absolutely gets in the car because the instrumental sign off is yeah, yeah, this yeah. this glorious them driving off together when he does it solo when he does the more silent when he does the na 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 he's mm-hmm, driving mm-hmm. off by himself and yeah. i said i love that i love that answer yeah yeah that's a great yeah that's a good i can answer. see that Mm-hmm. Yes. I could see that. Yeah. 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 That one, ma- that one makes a little bit more sense to me, but mm-hmm. I still, I'm sticking with my, uh, I, I listened to the entire Western stars album again, just yes. recently. And I'm sticking with what I, what I said uh, on your podcast that the, the reason I love that record so much is that it's all of the same characters yes. that he's been writing about since Born to Run. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's all the same characters that were in Born to Run, Darkness, and The River. Those, those people were young when he wrote about them on those records. It's the same characters, but now they're older. And they got in those cars, and they kept going, and they kept going. Bruce talked about this just on his radio show just this week, that yeah. he put people in in cars and to see where they were going and they kept going and kept going and kept going until they couldn't go any further. And that's the West that's California and Nashville and Tucson. And, you know, and that's where they ended up and they're still asking all the same questions that they asked on born to run and darkness and the river. They have all all those same questions. They're the same characters, but they're older and they're, they're evaluating what that ride was all about and, and what happened on that ride and what's happened since then. So uh, I'm sticking with that. No, I I love that answer. And, uh, you know, someone said that um, Moonlight Motel is the the end of thunder road that that he yeah. is mourning mary because she did get in the car they did have a life together and now then he's mourning her uh, and i go well if that's not the right answer i don't want 
to argue because I think that's absolutely <laughs> yeah. beautiful. Uh, yeah, it, yeah. I I didn't interpret that she had died, but I did. But I, like I said, I you know when he says it, then it's just you know kids and bills and bills and kids. That's, yes, that's the end of. That's a sequel to the river. That's a sequel yes. to, mm-hmm. uh, you know a lot of his songs it's the sequel to you know but, but then again the sequel to thunder road is also the promise absolutely so there's you know there's potentially a lot of sequels to thunder road if, <laughs> if i know the reality but uh in the reality um bruce's uh sister had a has had a very successful marriage but do you think the couple in the river would say they've had a successful marriage? That For me, that's hard to answer because I know that story and I know it was based. So I think right. it's his, you know, I just think of, of yeah. knowing that his sister and her husband have done well together over the years. So I would say yes, just because yeah. I, I can't really separate yeah. those characters from the real story, I guess. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I think that a lot, uh, uh, to me, the couple in the river are just one of a bunch of couples on that album and also on Darkness, you know, and I think that, um, you know, some of them probably stayed together. Some of them, they, they just couldn't uh they just couldn't do it yeah they just couldn't keep on and um you know all of the economic problems that existed in the 80s mm-hmm. i don't think some of those couples managed to make it through that okay good all right if someone wants to reach you how can they are uh, i know you're on social media macarena how about you mj yes i am Go ahead and give your Twitter handle. Um, I don't have a personal one, actually. I just okay. have one for work, so I'm not okay. going to uh, give that out. Um, okay. But I, I would just say um, uh, if somebody wanted to drop me an email, I'm fine with that. Uh, it's okay. mjnewtown at hotmail.com. Okay, great. Macrina? And I'm at macdny on Twitter. Very nice. And All by right. the way, Jesse, I'm just yeah. going to drop in real quick that I t- I think Macrina is still using the picture at 10th Avenue and E Street. Yes. On Twitter. Mm-hmm. I took that picture. Oh, her. very nice. <laughs> very nice. I love right. that. That was one of the group get togethers. The last group yeah, get our last group that get we together had actually was. Uh, we went to the Jersey between- Shore. 2018 we all went to the jersey Mm -hmm. shore so Uh we got to go to belmar and take that photo and we went actually mj and i went to a show at the stone pony um that night we saw danny clinch and his band and we saw brandy uh, carlisle Carlisle. yeah and jack johnson uh and the um preservation hall band uh, oh very nice Yeah. Uh, yep. And we took pictures of at Madame Marie's. We were on the boardwalk. It was very enjoyable. Yeah. Oh, that sounds great. I love this. <laughs> you guys have been such a wonderful discussion. Um, I appreciate it so much. Do you, do you have a picture of you two together? You can send me for the podcast. 
Oh, sure. Uh, we got some okay. from Italy. Yeah, right, we sure. must. Good. All right, there must good. be one from, I'm sure there's one from Italy. From okay. Italy, we've got some good ones, I think. Somewhere. All right, yeah. perfect. All right. Okay. Uh, we're going to end with, now on out here on this road, out on this road tonight, I close my eyes and feel so many friends around me in the early evening light. And the miles we have come and the battles won and lost are just so many rivers traveled, so many rivers crossed. And I ask God for the strength and faith in one another because it's a good night for a ride across this river to the other side, my blood sisters. <laughs> Thank you for being Love on the it. show. Very nice. <laughs> Listeners, Thank you, Jesse. This was so much fun. So much was, fun. I loved uh, it. I appreciate it. Listeners, you be safe. Remember to wash your hands. Remember to social distance. Wear an effing mask. Let's be good to each other because <laughs> that's the only way we're going to get through this. Goodbye. Bye-bye. This podcast would not be possible without the love and support of my listeners and specifically my patrons. Thank you very much to Levi Petrie, Elizabeth Bronson, Stephen Malio, Holly Mack, Steve Rogers, Dale Hosick, Terry Smith, Anna Lynn, Chris Bloom, and Mary Thomas. Thank you all for your support. It is greatly appreciated. You just heard the fun talking, hard rocking, music loving, album ranking, fan thinking, joy spreading, lyric reading, story sharing podcast that is the one, the only, said Listening Bruce. Set Listing Bruce is part of the Southgate Media Podcast Group. The theme for Set Listing Bruce was written by David Rosen, used by permission. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.